Hare Krishna. We are very honored to welcome Malati Devi, Nartaki Devi, to Sri Radha Gopinath Temple. Let us welcome by loudly chanting. Beautiful presentation by our children has a very meaningful effect on all of our hearts, on their hearts, hopefully their parents' hearts, (laughs) and actually on the whole world. When a child is given deep impressions during those formidable year, form, forming years of their lives, it remains always. Most really old people that I meet in the West, they still listen to the music of when they were children or teenagers. Because of that effect, the values that parents give children, not only in what they speak, but in in the atmosphere of how it is spoken. If we tell a child about the beauty of Krishna's love, but the parents are not instruments to give that child that love, then faith does not really come with it. to the degree parents actually become Krishna conscious and take responsibility to nourish the child with Krishna's love. The child becomes deeply affected. The soul awakens. We saw the life of Srila Prabhupada when he was a little boy his father and mother were always engaged in the service of their deities, Radha Govinda. And they would regularly invite sadhus, holy people, to their homes to serve them, to feed them, and to ask for nothing in return except blessings that their child will be come very dear to Sri Radha. So seeing this very genuineness of parents, Srila Prabhupada 
although we understand that he descended from the spiritual world, still to teach us the importance of that responsibility. He gave so much credit to his mother and father for whatever he presented to us. In fact, in the Krishna book, he dedicates it and gives gratitude to his father, Gormohande, for giving that impression of devotion to Krishna, which was later um, profoundly enhanced by the mercy of his guru, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. In this regard, today is the disappearance days of Srila Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, Srila Raghunath Das Goswami, and Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami. And in two of these stories, that same principle is revealed to us about the deep impression, association with a great devotee has on a child. We'll begin with Raghunath Bhatt Goswami. In the Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, we read how Lord Chaitanya, while he was still a teacher of Sanskrit, before he established the Sankirtan movement, prior to his taking initiation from Ishwara Puri, he went to what was then East Bengal. In more recent times, it is Bangladesh. And there on the banks of the Padma River, he was teaching. And what it would take even the best of teachers 12 years to give to a student, Nimai Pandit could give them that and more within a month. So obviously, a lot of people wanted to be his students. <clears throat> he made such an incredible impact. And when he was about to leave, one very sincere person whose name Tapan Mishra came to approach the Lord. Tapan Mishra was going from one saint to another, reading so many scriptures, meeting different pundits, because he really wanted to know what is the goal of life and how to achieve it. But despite his study and his searching, he was not satisfied, but he was yearning. He had a dream and a Brahman appeared to him in a dream and said that Nimai Pandit is actually the Supreme Lord, Krishna. And he has come. If you go to him, he will teach you what is the goal of life and how to achieve it. So just before Nimai Pandit was leaving East Bengal, Tapan Mishra came and offered his prostrated obeisances. 
He's a Brahmin. He's a great scholar. Highly respected. And he asked these two questions. Lord Chaitanya gave a very simple answer. The goal of life is unmotivated, uninterrupted love for Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God. And the way to achieve it is by chanting his holy names. And I give you this 32-syllable, 16-word mantra called the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Tapanmisha told him about the dream, and Lord Chaitanya said, you should not tell anyone about this dream. Tapanmisha wanted to go to Navadvip, because he, he understood that Lord Chaitanya was about to establish the Sankirtan movement in the world. And there, all of his devotees, eternal associates from the spiritual world, various incarnations and avatars had all assembled in Navadweep. How much he wanted to be there. But Lord Chaitanya told him that he should reside in Varanasi. And he said, and I will come there to meet you. He took the Lord's instruction so sincerely. He went to Varanasi. And soon after, he had a child whose name was Raghunath Bhattacharya. After a few years, Lord Chaitanya, he went to Vrindavan, and on the way back, he came to Varanasi. He stayed there for about two months. He lived in the house of Chandrasekhar. He every day would go to take prasad at the home of Tapan Mishra. It was during that time that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu delivered Prakasananda Saraswati. as well as thousands of other sannyasis along with him. And it was especially then that Lord Chaitanya, for two months, spoke to Srila Sanatana Goswami. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami tells, when Lord Chaitanya first came to Varanasi, there were three devotees living. Chandrasekhar, Tapan Mishra and Tapan Mishra's son, Raghunath, who was actually just a little boy. He was probably just around nine years old at the time. But he saw his father and mother, the sincerity and genuineness of their devotion. And when Lord Chaitanya would come to the house, the little child had such a deep attraction for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He wanted to serve him. 
and he was given the most simple menial services. Lord Chaitanya would allow him to wash his plate after he took prasad. He would allow he would be allowed to clean his place on the floor. He just did very simple little menial services. In fact, Lord Chaitanya left, let, allowed this little boy to sometimes massage his feet. For two months, Raghunath was in the service of the Lord. That had such a deep effect on him. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left to return to Puri, he was in such separation. Practically day and night, he's a little child, he was just yearning to be with Lord Chaitanya. It was about 11 years later, when he grew up, he was perhaps about 20, with the permission of his mother and father, he went to Jagannath Puri to meet Lord Chaitanya. He hadn't seen him since. He simply grew up his, practically his whole childhood in separation of the Lord. And even before he met Lord Chaitanya, his father and mother, they worshiped the Lord from the time of his birth. So that was the incredible impression that his parents gave to him. So he was walking to Puri, and as he was traveling through Bengal, he met one Ramdas Vishwas, who was a scholar and a devotee of Lord Ram, and a very wealthy man. He was financially very powerful, he was connected to the kings of the time. But he decided to renounce everything and go to Puri to take shelter of the Lord. So he met Raghunath Bhatta. And Raghunath Bhatta was very pleased because he was always, Ramdas Vishwas was always speaking about Lord Ram. Ramdas said, Please allow me to carry your bags. And Raghunath said, No, no, you are always talking about Ram. You're, I cannot allow anyone. I'm very fallen. And the person said, But I'm Kayasta. I'm a Sudra and you're a Brahmin. You have to give me a chance to make some spiritual progress. So, in a spirit of service, he allowed Ramdas to carry his bags. <laughs> And when they reached Puri, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami came to Lord Chaitanya, and Lord Chaitanya embraced him and asked, How is Tapan Mishra? How is Chandrasheka? How is your mother? And he gave nice reports. And he stayed for eight months. During that eight months, he would cook for Lord Chaitanya on a regular basis. Lord Chaitanya would love to eat his prasad. He was an expert cook because he had such a sincere desire to please the Lord. 
Lord Chaitanya would give him his own Maha Maha Prasad. Lord Chaitanya told after eight months where Raghunath would regularly massage the Lord, cook for the Lord. He told him you should go back to um, your home, Varanasi, because your mother and father are very dear to me. You should carefully serve them. And while you're serving them, study Srimad Bhagavatam and always chant the names of Krishna and then come back. And he gave him one other instruction. He said, do not marry. (laughs) Because he understood Raghunath Bhatta Goswami's deep, deep, genuine spirit of renunciation. So Raghunath Bhatta Goswami went back to and about four years later his parents departed from the world. He faithfully served them in every way. They chanted the names of Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and departed for the spiritual world. And Raghunath Bhattu Goswami returned to Puri, where again, for Lord Chaitanya's pleasure, he would cook for him, he would massage him, he would recite Srimad Bhagavatam for him. After eight months, Lord Chaitanya told Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, you should go to Vrindavan and be with Rupa and Sanatana Goswami and always chant the holy names of Krishna and recite Srimad Bhagavatam, hear Srimad Bhagavatam and serve the Vaishnavas nicely. Lord Chaitanya gave him some chewing spices, Mahaprasad of Jagannath, that the Lord himself had taken. And he gave him a garland of tulsi that was really long. It was Jagannath's Mahaprasad. And Lord Chaitanya took off his own kantimala, his own neck beads from his own neck and placed them and wrapped them around Raghunath Bhatt Goswami. When he arrived in Vrindavan, it was such a great festival of affection for all the, the Goswamis who were there. Raghunath Bhatt Goswami became like the brother Child is getting very nice impressions. Right? <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. 
And it is described by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami that Raghunath Bhatt Goswami became so dear to all of the great devotees of Vrindavan. He would personally cook for Rupa and Sanatana. And he would, he would sing Srimad Bhagavatam with such realization and devotion. His voice was like Kokila, like a cuckoo bird. He sang so sweetly. And he would sing each verse in three or four different melodies. And this way he would captivate the hearts of all the devotees. The ecstasies of his love for Krishna was a very profound inspiration for everyone in that Sangam in Vrindavan. And Kaviraj Goswami tells that a special feature of Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, because he was actually tasting the sweetness of Srimad Bhagavatam, that param drishtva nivartate, that higher taste. And Srimad Bhagavatam is glorification of Krishna in his relationships with his devotees. Raghunath Bhatt Goswami would never listen to any criticism of any Vaishnava. He would say, just that he's serving Krishna is good. Nothing else is so important. He would never listen to gossip. He would never ever speak any criticism. It was all just so below his level of awareness. He simply wanted to serve the Vaishnavas, praise the Vaishnavas, chant Hare Krishna, and discuss Srimad Bhagavatam, and render service. But yet he was very practical. It was his disciples who built the temple of Radha Govinda Dev. Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, when we go to Vrindavan, we don't so much hear about his own deities like we do all the others. Because he took as his life and soul assisting Rupa Goswami in worshipping Sri Sri Radha Govinda Dev. Truly the servant of the servant. And Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita tells that he's very famous because he offered to Govinda Dev a crown and a flute and earrings shaped like sharks. And the most magnificent temple in all of North India, Govinda Mandir, was constructed under his direction by his own disciples in the service of Rupa Goswami.
Raghunath Daskoswami. When he was just a child, he was the, he was the son of Govardhan Mathu Madhar. And Govardhan and his brother Hiranya, they were the owners of a vast tract of land. And in those days, if you were a landowner and you were cooperative with the king, you became like the local king of that land. You could make laws, you can tax, you could keep a percentage of it for yourself. <laughs> so they had a huge property and so many people living there. They were what is like a billionaire today. And there was only one child in the whole joint family, and that was Raghunath. So he was the heir to everything. After Srila Haridas Thakur um, left Bainapal and delivered that prostitute who actually tried to destroy his life completely. He forgave her. He gave her the Hare Krishna mantra. And he just, his compassion and his total attachment to the holy name and detachment from anything else transformed her heart. She became a great self-realized saint and lover of Krishna. Then he left there and went to a place called Chandpur, which is in the vicinity of Saptagram. Saptagram, there are seven villages. And Raghunath Das was born and raised in a place in one of the villages called Krishnapur. His family's guru was Yadunandanacharya and the priest was Balaramacharya. Yadunandan was a disciple of Advaitacharya and he was very dear to Vasudev Dutt. When Haridas Thakur came to that area, Yadunandan and Balaramacharya invited him to Chandpur to give a presentation on the glories of the Holy Name. And it was at that time that the small child, Raghunath, was brought with us by his guru, his parents, to meet Haridas Thakur. Now his mother and father and uncle, they were devotees. but they were quite materially affected as well. But just by that brief association with Haridas Thakur, seeing his level of compassion, the depths of his love, his profound attachment to chanting the names of Krishna and the qualities it created in him, The child 
only wanted that. Although he had luxuries that we cannot even dream of, he didn't have brothers to fight with about who would get what. Everything was his. Just by being with Hari Das Thakur, he got such a higher taste. He just wanted to chant Hare Krishna and have what Hari Das had. Thakur Hari Das had nothing. He would live in little caves, he would live in jungles. He just wore a kopan. And from a caste perspective, he was considered by the by the larger society to be an untouchable. Why did Raghunath want to be like that? Because he was truly saragrahi, he was seeking the essence. Haridas Thakur, wherever he was going in those days, he was being persecuted, he was being misunderstood. Even there in Chanpur, he was blasphemed so terribly simply because of his birth and the things that he was teaching. And Raghunath would have been like a king. But even as a child, the compassion and the devotion of Haridas had such a transformative effect he wanted that. And soon after, or not too long after, Lord Chaitanya took sannyas. And after taking sannyas by the arrangement of Nityananda Prabhu, he was brought to Shantipur. And there, um, Raghunath was brought to meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He had such love and such devotion that when he went home, he simply wanted to leave everything and be with Lord Chaitanya. And he actually tried. He was young and he would run away from home. And his parents would bring him back. And he'd go again. And they'd bring him back. Until finally his, his mother and father arranged 11 people to guard him 24 hours a day. <laughs> and still he would do. And then after... Uh, on another visit, Lord Chaitanya came to Shantipur and Raghunath went and explained his situation to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Lord Chaitanya said that do not be like a monkey renunciate. And he said, monkeys look very renounced. They don't wear clothes. <laughs> they live in jungles. They just eat berries from trees. But in their hearts, they have so, they're totally absorbed in sense gratification. 
And because most of you are from India, you know what monkeys are, so I don't have to go into details. <laughs> he said, you should remain home and perform your duties. And you should perform them really well in such a way that, appear, that externally you're doing everything that requires to be done. But internally you should always be remembering Krishna. And very soon Krishna will deliver you. So Raghunath returned home and he started performing his duties really, really excellently. And he appeared like he was really attached to doing it. Although internally he wasn't. His mother and father were greatly relieved. They got him married to a very beautiful lady. And they started entrusting so many responsibilities for him. And there's so many beautiful stories of how expert Raghunath was at human dealings. But after some time, he started becoming more and more eager to be with Lord Chaitanya and all of his devotees in Puri. So again he started going and again he started getting captured. But then he was told that Lord Nityananda Prabhu was in Panihati with his close associates. And with the permission of his parents, with some guards around him, he went to Panihati. And there he saw Lord Nityananda Prabhu on a little raised wooden platform sitting under a banyan tree on the banks of the river Ganga, surrounded by his intimate associates. And Raghunath offered his dandavat pranams. He bowed down. And when that came to Nityananda Prabhu's notice, he called out, Raghunath, you are like a thief. You are coming and running away. He said, come here. And Lord Nityananda Prabhu, he said, I want you to feed all my devotees and everyone else in this area with chitta and dahi. Chipped rice and yogurt. And Raghunath became very jubilant, joyful. You see, we cannot approach Krishna without the grace of Guru. Nityananda Prabhu is the personification of Guru Tattva. He is Balaram. And Nityananda Prabhu wanted to stress he understood Raghunath Das Goswami's desire. So, so he understood that by the order of the Guru to serve the Vaishnavas, that's how we actually get entrance to Krishna. So Raghunath Das Goswami with great enthusiasm 
started buying chipped rice. I'm not going to go into too many details because it's a wonderful story. And he served chipped rice and yogurt and condensed milk to all the devotees. And more and more people heard about it and started coming. And soon the banks of the river were covered with people. And when there was no more space in the banks of the river, even people were standing in the river. And Raghunath Das Goswami arranged everyone to have two little clay cups of chipped rice with condensed milk and chipped rice with yogurt. And Lord Nityananda Prabhu was so happy. Along with his associates, he felt like they were, we were, they were all cowherd boys sitting on the bank of the Yamuna River in Vrindavan. And Lord Nityananda Prabhu was so blissful to see in his meditation, he called Lord Chaitanya to come. And in a transcendental, mystical form that only a few people could actually see with their eyes, Lord Chaitanya came. And Lord Nityananda Prabhu and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were taking samples of chipped rice from everyone and eating it and feeding it to each other. And that evening, there was a beautiful kirtan. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in that divine form, danced with Lord Nityananda The next day, Raghunath Das Goswami came before Nityananda Prabhu and begged him, please bless me that I can be detached from all of these materialistic things and I can achieve loving devotional service in the shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nityananda Prabhu, he asked all the devotees to bless Raghunath Das. He said, because you have served all the devotees and given them such satisfaction, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself has personally come to receive your offerings. And actually, Lord Nityananda Prabhu gave Raghunath all the direct Maha Mahaprasad remnants of Lord Chaitanya and himself. Because, because you have pleased the Lord and the devotees in this way, and Lord Chaitanya was so pleased, he came here and danced. I give you this blessing, that very soon you will be delivered from all your material obstacles. And you will be in the direct association of Lord Chaitanya. He will put you under the care of his own personal secretary, Swarup Damodar Goswami. Receiving this mercy from Lord Nityananda from Raghunath Das Goswami returned home. But he didn't sleep in his house. He slept in a courtyard outside of his house called the Durga Mandap. And he was always thinking how to escape. <laughs> and by Lord Nityananda Prabhu's mercy, 
a special event took place where while it was still dark before the sunrise, Yadunanda and Acharya came to Raghunath where he was sleeping and said the pujari of, of, our, of our temple has left his service. You are very expert. Please go and convince him to resume his service. I will take you. And Raghunath Goswami said, No, I know where it is. You can go home. I will go. And he was thinking, This is my chance. And he left. But he knew his, that the guards would be coming to find him. So he didn't take the main roads. He didn't even take the roads to the villages. He didn't even take a road. He just traveled through jungle and forest. Nobody does that. And he was really enthusiastic. The first day, he walked over 30 miles. Completely immersed in the expectation of being with Lord Chaitanya in Puri and all of his devotees. And when he, at night, he came in this little jungle village to a person who kept some cows and he slept in the cow shed. And that person gave him a little milk. In this way, I believe it took 12 days for him to go to Puri, which was really fast. And during which he only ate something three days. But his inconvenience, his hunger, his thirst, they were all considered insignificant to him because of his great anticipation, enthusiasm, and determination. And finally, when he did arrive in Sri Jagannath Puri Dham, he came to the place of Lord Chaitanya. <clears throat> and from a little distance, he bowed down, Dandavat Pranam. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so happy to see him. He saw his condition, such a difficult travel through jungles the whole time, very dangerous. And Lord Chaitanya said, it is only by Krishna's mercy that you have come here. You are living in a deep ditch where people go to respond to nature's calls. You are living in a ditch where people go to pass stool. And your father and uncle, even though they're actually nice devotees, they're like worms still trying to enjoy that stool. But material attachment is so difficult to overcome. It's only possible by the mercy of Krishna. 
and you had everything anybody could possibly want to enjoy. At one time when Raghunath was living at home and sometimes disappearing, the mother said, we should tie him with ropes. And the father said, Govardhan, he said, he already has the wealth of Indra. He has such beautiful wife. He has everything that is tying people to this world. But because he's been touched by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Chandra and has become a madman in love with him, what will ropes do? And it was on that first meeting that Lord Chaitanya, when he said, it is only by Krishna's mercy that one can be free from material attachments. There's no other way. Raghunath said, I don't know what is Krishna's mercy. I only know your mercy. You have saved me. And Lord Chaitanya called Swarup Damodar Goswami and said to Raghunath, I put you under his care and instructed Swarup Damodar Goswami to protect him and teach him and engage him in service. I believe it was for the next 16 years that Raghunath Das Goswami was the servant of the servant of Lord Chaitanya. But interestingly, he was so humble. He would, he would not even talk to Lord Chaitanya directly. If ever he had a question, he would ask Swarup Damodar Goswami. And Swarup Damodar Goswami would ask it on his behalf. One time, Swarup Damodar Goswami asked Lord Chaitanya, Raghunath is asking what are his duties? And Lord Chaitanya turned to Raghunath, because he was standing right there. <laughs> and he said, actually, Swarup Damodar Goswami knows better than me. He can answer all of your questions. But still, since you asked me, I will answer. You should not gossip. You should not be finding faults with others. Don't talk prajalpa, gramyakata. And don't listen to people talk that way. And in the renounced order of life, you should not eat luxuriously. You should not dress opulently. Always chant the names of Krishna in a mood of offering all respect to others and expecting no respect for yourself. And in this way, meditate on Sri Shiradhan Krishna in Vrindavan. When Raghunath Das Goswami left, his parents and uncle sent their guards looking everywhere, but they couldn't find him. 
But they found Shivananda Sain, who was then on his way to Puri with, a, with about 300 to 400 people in his group. And they and the guards returned with a message of Shivananda saying that they had not seen Raghunath. Four months later, when Shivananda Sain came back and the parents said, did you see him? Is he there? Shivananda Sain was glorifying him. He said, yes, I saw him. He's the very embodiment of renunciation. And he was giving details of the type of renunciation. And the parents were totally broken hearted hearing this. They knew they couldn't get him back. So they sent some servants and cooks <laughs> to go and live with them. And they send them a large sum of money. And Raghunath just lived the same. But with the money that his parents sent, he would arrange a wonderful feast for Lord Chaitanya and the devotees, I believe twice a month. And after some time, he stopped doing that. Lord Chaitanya was very pleased. And Raghunath himself would sit in front of the Singhadwaram, the main gate of Jagannath, with the beggars, the Vaishnav beggars. And when the servants of Jagannath would come after the flower offering at night, they would give some prasad. And that's how he lived. But after some time, he thought that was too, too elegant. Because when you're sitting like that, then when somebody's coming and walking by, you're thinking, he gave me something today, and maybe he'll give me something. I mean, he gave me something yesterday, maybe he'll give me something today. And you're evaluating what you're going to get. So he started going to the free booths, Kavichandra Maharaj Kijai. Please come and sit. Let us welcome His Holiness Kavichandra Swami Maharaj. In this way, he just took the simplest food at the free food booths. And after some time, he even stopped doing that. And nobody knew what he was doing. He would go in the middle of the night to a place where those who were selling Jagannath's prasad would would throw in a pile the prasad that was rotten, that was not sold and went spoiled. And there the cows would gather and eat that rice. And when the rice was so rotten that the cow spit it out, that's all that was left late at night. And Raghunath would quietly go there and collect it. And because it was kind of covered with dirt and everything, he would wash it off really well and add a little salt. That's the only thing he would eat. 
And Swarup Damarar Goswami found that out and told Lord Chaitanya about it. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went there to Raghunath Das Goswami's residence and he said, I heard that you are eating very nice prasad. <laughs> and Raghunath said, no, no, it's not like that. But Lord Chaitanya knows everything. He knew exactly where it was and he grabbed it. And he took he took some and ate it. And he went to take some more and Swarup Goswami said, no, no, that's enough. That's enough. I cannot eat this. And Lord Chaitanya was in great ecstasy. He said, I have tasted so many nice preparations of prasad in my life, cakes and and sabjis and and I have never tasted such delicious prasad as what Raghunath Das is eating every day. What was Lord Chaitanya tasting? He was tasting the devotion of Raghunath Das Goswami. Because in some schools of philosophy, for the purpose of liberating ourselves from material bondage, people become very detached from material enjoyment. But in the school of bhakti, devotees become so attached to the loving service of Krishna, they're totally detached from selfish materialistic enjoyment. And that was Raghunath Das Goswami. Lord Chaitanya wasn't just tasting his extreme detachment from material life. He was tasting his total attachment to loving and serving Krishna and the devotees. Lord Chaitanya literally tasted nectar. Bhava Grahi Janardana. The Lord tastes our love. Patram Pushpam Palam Even a leaf, a flower, a twig, or in Raghunath Das Goswami, even the hard little inner portion of some decomposed rice, Krishna accepts it with great happiness if it's offered with love and devotion. And this is such a profound pastime. Raghunath didn't even offer it. He was ashamed of it. Lord Chaitanya forcibly stole it. Lord Chaitanya was so pleased with Raghunath Das Goswami. There was a sannyasi of the name Shankarananda Saraswati who gave Lord Chaitanya a Govardhan Shila from Vrindavan and a Gunjamala. Gunja is a very beautiful little seed of a plant in Vrindavan. And seed-like plant. Lord Chaitanya saw that Gunjamala as the personification of Sri Radharani. 
and the Govardhan Shila is the body of Krishna. And he kept them with him for about three years. And when Lord Chaitanya would go into great deep ecstasies of love, prema, mahabhava, he would often take the Govardhan Shila and place it on his forehead, press it to his eyes and to his heart. And that Shila was covered with the tears of Lord Chaitanya's love. His Radha Bhav, in the mood of Sri Radha, he would weep in the ecstasy of unity with Krishna in that Govardhan Shila. Lord Chaitanya gave the Gunjamala and Govardhan Shila to Raghunath Das Goswami and taught him how to worship with simple water and tulsi leaves. And he even later arranged Swarupdhamadar Goswami and Govinda, his personal secretary and servant, to arrange some nice offerings for Raghunathas to offer to Giriraj. And it was in this way that he lived. And being in the constant association of Swarupdhamadar Goswami, he would hear the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. He would see the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. He was in the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya for about 16 years. When Lord Chaitanya and Swarupdhamadar Goswami departed from this world, Raghunath Das Goswami decided to go to Vrindavan to jump from the Govardhan hill because he had no reason to live anymore. But when he came, he met with Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami and they convinced him, live with us. Vrindavan Das Thakur had written Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat. But so many beautiful pastimes of the Antyalila of the after Lord Chaitanya went to Puri were not explained in detail by Brindavan Das Thakur. But you have memorized the notebook, the diary of Swarup Dhamadhar Goswami. So stay with us and every day tell us the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. And he did. And when he would see his Kunjamala, he would he would meditate upon how Lord Chaitanya, in giving me this Kunjamala, he has given me the shelter of Srimati Radharani. And in giving me his Govardhan Shila, he has given me residence eternal residence at Govardhan Hill. With the blessings of Rupa and Sanatan, he lived at Sri Radha Kund in an area called Aritagram. Lord Chaitanya rediscovered Radha Kund and Shama Kund when he was in Vrindavan 
which happens to be 500 years ago from this year. In fact, for those who come to the Vrindavan Yatra with us this year, in a couple weeks actually, we will, this will be our focus, celebrating Lord Chaitanya's 500th anniversary of coming to Vrindavan. When Raghunath was there, it was the same little ponds in a paddy field that Lord Chaitanya had discovered. But he, he understood and realized it was the holiest of all holy places within the universe. And once he was thinking that I should, I should make this into a nice holy place. It's already the supreme holy place, but something that people can, can come to benefit from in a special way. So he was thinking of excavating it. But then he was thinking he had already given up being a billionaire. <laughs> and he's living simply on the banks of this little pond, Radhakund. He didn't want to get involved. But Krishna heard his heart. And one wealthy man was going to Badrinath, Badrigashram, and he was going to give a large donation. And on, while he was on his way, Badri Vishal himself appeared to this person and said, go to Brajbhumi and give all that Lakshmi to help Raghunath Das Goswami excavate Radhakund and Shamakund. So when he came and explained his dream to Raghunath Das Goswami, Raghunath understood that this was the Lord's will. And it was he who excavated Radhakund and Shamakund. And there are so many beautiful stories about Raghunath Das Goswami living in Vrindavan at Radhakund and Shamakund. But I'm just going to tell one. Every day for about three hours he would describe the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. As he heard them from Swarupdhamadhar Goswami, in his heart, he had every word of the note of the diary of Swarup Damodar Goswami. And he would speak his own experiences and realizations as well. And one person who would come each day to hear him was Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita tells his own story. He was living in a village in Bengal. He was a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. And he and his brother were having a kirtan festival. 
and one of the associates of Lord Nityananda, Miniketana Ramdas, came. Miniketana Ramdas was one of the most beloved associates of Nityananda. And like Lord Nityananda, he wasn't um, easily understandable. As people were chanting and dancing, Miniketan Ramdas would go into ecstasy and play a flute, and he'd sometimes lovingly slap people. Or <laughs> they'd bow down, he'd get on their back and slap them. And so it was kind of unconventional. And one, um, one person who was Pujari, He criticized Miniketan Ramdas. And Miniketan Ramdas, he understood he's not criticizing me, he's criticizing Lord Nityananda, so he left. So after that was done, there was a argument between Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami and his brother. Because his, bro his brother had no faith in Nityananda Prabhu, although he had strong faith in Lord Chaitanya. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami writes that he told his brother that you can't love one without the other. It's like loving half of a hen. The back half gives eggs, the front half eats. So if I cut the hen in half, then I won't have to feed it, I'll just get the eggs. Of course, we don't eat eggs. <laughs> but the principle of the lesson is there. How can you love Lord Chaitanya without loving the person who is most loved by Lord Chaitanya, Nityananda Prabhu? They are one and the same absolute truth, the supreme personality of Godhead in, in different features. Nityananda Prabhu is the, the original guru and Lord Chaitanya is the original object of love. So that night, Nityananda Prabhu was so pleased with him that he appeared in a dream. And there he, he took the form of a beautiful cowherd boy and said, go to Vrindavan and there you will attain all things. And pointed, waved his hand in the direction of Vrindavan. Kaviraj Goswami took that as his life and soul. As soon as he woke up, before the morning even came, he left for Vrindavan. And there he made his residence at Radhakund. And he was a disciple of Raghunath Das Goswami. Every day hearing the beautiful narrations of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And all the devotees of Vrindavan, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, they approached Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami with an instruction. You should write what you have heard from Raghunath Das Goswami. Vrindavan Das Thakur has begun his Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat with an outline summary. 
But because his book was becoming so large, there were many parts he didn't go into much detail, or any detail at all. Especially Lord Chaitanya's later pastimes. But seeing Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, his devotion, his incredible scholarship, and how he had been so blessed. They requested him, they instructed him to write the history of Lord Chaitanya and his teachings. So Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, along with all the devotees, they went to Madan Mohan Temple. And there he begged Madan Mohan, the deity of Sanatan Goswami, our Sambandha Murti, for permission. And just as he was praying, a garland fell from Madan Mohan, and the Pujari picked it up and placed it around the neck of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. And all these great saintly devotees, they all exclaimed in great happiness and celebrated that, yes, this is Madan Mohan's confirmation that you should write this book. So with the blessings of all the devotees, the blessings of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he has given us Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. He began when he was in his 90s. In one verse, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami explains that I'm very old. I don't know how long I'm going to live. My hands are trembling due to old age. I'm almost blind. I'm almost deaf. I'm losing my memory. It's only by the mercy of Madan Mohan and Nityananda Prabhu that I'm able to write. In fact, he said it is Madan Mohan who has dictated and is writing through him. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in his humility. He writes, I am most fallen. Most, I'm lower than Jagai and Madhai. Lower even than a worm that's crawling in stool. And Prabhupada explains he's really feeling like this. He says, if anyone hears my name, they lose their piety. If anyone speaks by name, they become sinful. But still, Lord Nityananda Prabhu has given me his mercy and has delivered me. Anyone who takes shelter of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, whatever their condition of life, will be delivered. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami
in history, Chaitanya Charitamrita has provided the world what is considered to be the postgraduate revelation of all Vedic literatures. In fact, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said in one lecture, it was recorded by the notes of his disciples, if all the books in the entire world were lost, and all that was remaining was Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, then still all humanity could attain the ultimate perfection of life. And even if Srimad Bhagavatam was lost, <laughs> and all that remained was Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, there would really be no loss to the world. Everything is there in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. How exalted is Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami? And our beloved founder Acharya, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. For the first time in human history, has given the world, in languages all over the world, access to both Srimad Bhagavatam and Sri Chaitanya Charita. And through his divine grace, and through his great journey 50 years ago on Jaladuta from Calcutta to New York, and then traveling around the world 12 or 13 times, he has given this message that Raghunath Bhattu Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, have given to the world prema bhakti. We began our class with the simple principle of Lord Chaitanya, that the ultimate goal of life is unmotivated, uninterrupted loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. And in this age of Kali, the simplest, most direct and powerful way of receiving that love is through the chanting of the holy names. That, that is the simple message that is the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam, the essence of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we are so grateful. Malati Devi is one of the original first disciples of Srila Prabhupada from 1967, January 1967, which is almost 1966. <laughs> is that she was there to greet Srila Prabhupada when he came to San Francisco? 
And on that first meeting gave her heart, her soul, her life to help him, to assist him, to share this message with the world. So we'd like to, at this time, request His Holiness Kabi Chandraswami Maharaj to speak to us and also Her Grace Malati Devi to please come here and share your words of inspiration to all the devotees. Thank you very much. 